Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the scriptures this weekend, we realize or are reminded that we are called people, that we are called by God always. In the first reading, we hear the call of Jonah to become a prophet to preach to the people of Nineveh and save them. In the gospel, Jesus begins to call his apostles into discipleship. Remember last weekend, we heard the beautiful story of Samuel being called as a prophet by God. Well, we have to realize that we are a called people. If you look at the great biblical figures, they are always called outside of themselves. They put themselves in the passive voice, not directing their lives. No, surrendering their lives to God. So God then directs them. And so we have to recognize as Catholics, we are a summoned people, summoned by God. We place our will aside. You could say our will is swallowed up or absorbed by God's will. That's what it means to answer the call of God. And that's what we hear last weekend and in this weekend's readings. But this is so countercultural to our society right now. Our culture values and even promotes the individual, the individual that's in control of their own will, that follows their will, the person that says, I'm in charge. My life is all about me, my wants, my desire. I'm the self-directed, self-motivated person. Everything and everyone else is secondary to me. Well, that is so counter to us as Catholics and Christians. That is not the biblical aspect of calling. And we recognize that in the readings for this weekend as well as last weekend. Now, let's look at the first reading. The book of the prophet Jonah. Now, if there's any book that I strongly encourage you to read, it's the book of the prophet Jonah. It's the funniest book in all of sacred scripture, and it's the shortest. It's only four chapters. You could read it in one sitting, probably take you 15, 20 minutes. Strongly encourage you to read it. Now, in the first reading, we hear Jonah being called by God into discipleship. Now, stop right there. You say to yourself, well, what does that mean to be called? to do God's will. Well, I'll give you some examples. If you work in the legal profession, if you work as a lawyer, as a law enforcement officer, even if you work as a clerk in the court office, well, you must make now justice the center of your work. Our God is a God that is just always. Therefore, you must be or make justice the center of your life so that you are just for all people, regardless of who they are. Say you work in education. You're a teacher, grade school, high school, college. You work in some aspect of teaching or training people. Well, teach the truth. Teach the objective truth. Our God is a God of pure truth. Don't teach something that is opinion or subjective. 
No, you teach the truth. See, then you are following the will of God. Say you work in healthcare, you're a doctor, a nurse, a therapist, or you just work in billing. Well, now you must care for all people, regardless of who they are. Jesus always cured people, regardless of who they were, Jew or Gentile, poor or rich, didn't make a difference. He cured them all. Well, so too must you. You must work and care for those people, regardless of their race or creed or color or socioeconomic background. See, if you do that, then you are doing the will of God. Now, go back into the first reading from the call of Jonah. Well, Jonah, he hears the call and God says to him, I want you to be a prophet. I want you to go to Nineveh, preach to the people, and if you do, you'll save them. And so God tells Jonah, go east by land in order to get to Nineveh. What does Jonah do? He goes west by ship to Tarshish. He goes exactly the opposite direction of where God wants. Tarshish, what is that? Well, it's a city in the furthest western part of the Mediterranean Sea. What does it really mean symbolically for us? Tarshish is Timbuktu. That's what it means. Jonah is going in the exact opposite way that God wants him to go. He's defying God. And yet, we all know the story. The storm kicks up, they throw Jonah overboard, and a whale swallows him. Now, for three days and three nights, Jonah is confined into the belly of this whale. That's good. That's very good. Why? Because in doing so, he recognizes that he needs this period of confinement, a period in which now his will will be absorbed, or you could say swallowed up by the will of God, just like the whale swallows Jonah up. Now, we need these periods of confinement, these periods in which we allow our will to be swallowed up by the will of God, and then realize and do God's will. I'll give you some examples of this in the Bible. Look at Joseph. Joseph, when he is a young child, he has the great gift, the gift to interpret dreams. And in doing so, he becomes very successful at it. And yet, as a young boy, he's a very obnoxious child. This is the reason why his own brothers sold him into slavery, because they couldn't stand him. Well, he gets to Egypt, and he's accused of a crime he never committed. And he spends seven years in an Egyptian prison. Well, that was a period of confinement, a period in which his will is swallowed up or absorbed into the will of God. After he gets out of prison, he ascends rather quickly into the Egyptian government and then is able to single-handedly save the Israelite people and nation. Look at Moses. Moses, at a very early age, he is the prince of Egypt. All he has to do is clap his hands and anything or everything is brought to him. And yet, he sees a fellow Israelite one day mistreated by an Egyptian official. He becomes enraged. He goes out and he kills that official. <laughs> Does this sound like a man that's really in control of his emotions? Hardly. But he flees into the desert to hide and save his life. And he spends several years in the desert as a shepherd. Well, that was a period of confinement for him, a period in which he had to 
have his will swallowed up or absorbed by the will of God. And once that happened, then he recognized his will, God's will. He must be the leader of the Israelite people to lead them out of Egypt. I'll give you another great example. Our confirmation students were on confirmation retreat this week. I was with them and I told them this retreat is a period of confinement for them, a period in which they must allow God to swallow up their own will so that they can now know the will of God for them, so they can align their will with the will of God and now do what God truly wants them to do and desires of them. See, I think we all need that period of confinement, a period in which we have to allow our will to be absorbed by God. One particular detail we have to pick up on is what Jonah is doing during those three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. He's praying. He prays the entire time. During the confirmation retreat, the one thing I told the confirmation students, prayer, daily prayer, and going to the Eucharist, coming to Mass every week, are the two indispensable ways in which we can come to know the will of God. Well, that is so true. And see, Jonah knew that. That's why he prayed during the entire time that he was in the belly of the whale. Well, so too do we. See, how do we deal with those times in which we feel our will swallowed up by the will of God? Those times of darkness and despair, when we feel nothing is going our way, when we feel our life is not really what is cracked up to be or what we wanted it to be. How do we read those times? Do we read it as just plain dumb suffering? Or can we read it as the discipline of God? God swallowing up our will so that we can conform our will to the will of God. And see, I think that's what really is happening. Now go back to the story of Jonah. After three days and three nights, the whale finally belches him up onto the shore. And where is he? On the shore of Nineveh, the place where God originally wanted him to be. And so, again, it begs the question, during those dark times of our life, maybe, just maybe, we can understand them as a vehicle by which God brings us back to where he wants us to be. And see, this is exactly what happened with Jonah. Jonah refused, you know, to follow the will of God. The whale swallows him up. And for three days and three nights, Jonah now conforms his will to the will of God. And now he's in a place, the place where God wanted him to be at Nineveh. And so what does he do? He goes into the city and he preaches to the people and they repent and are saved. Well, the same thing, I think, holds to us. During the dark times of our life, they could be very well the vehicle that helps us to bring us back to where God wants us to be. And I think that is so true with Jonah, with the great biblical figures, and with us. One last thing to think about. When we know God's will and we act upon it, when we allow our will to be swallowed up or absorbed by the will of God, that's when we know our true identity. That's when we know our true self. That's why the people, when they know God's will and they act upon it, they change their names. Abram becomes Abraham. Simon becomes Peter. Saul becomes Paul. See, they recognize 
Now they have taken on God's will, and now they recognize their true identity. Therefore, it requires that they're compelled to change their name. Well, so too with us. In the scripture readings for this weekend, as well as for last weekend, we hear of the call of God. Well, what we have to do is recognize that call, first and foremost through daily prayer and the Eucharist every week. That's how we hear the call. Then what we must do is surrender, allow our will to be absorbed or swallowed up by the will of God. When we do that, then we align our will with the will of God. We do exactly what God wants us to do, what we are created to do from the very beginning. See, when that happens, then we come to know our true self. We come to know our true identity, that we are living disciples of Jesus Christ. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.